Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Broadcasting from a secret location high above the earth. Four do-gooders doing their best good to shine a bright light on the most popular and unpopular comic book heroes and villains. So sit down, shut up, strap in, and tune your ears and open your brain for Encyclo Comica! What's up, Super Butts? Welcome to Encyclocomica, the show where we do a deep dive on the super guys and gals and monsters and races and genders of all types. Are you, Did you say racist? Saying that yet? No, I think <laughs> I, I think if I just like commit to it and just say the whole thing, it's fine. So I think I'm learning. I will I will say I do get a chuckle out of deep dive on the super guys. <laughs> deep dive on the super guys and gals and monsters and aliens and races and genders of all kinds. Are you saying racists? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You didn't read those comics in the 60s? Yeah, hate monger. Sick. Sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, if you, uh, I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you're not, and you're listening to this, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what you're here for. They're bored. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just hate listening. Creature habit. It probably is just trickling over from a different podcast. Maybe. But I'm glad they downloaded it, because all I care about is the numbers. <laughs> uh, Fro. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Fro's here. How are you? Four plus four is eight. <laughs> huh? Fro, how are you? I'm great. I was yeah. doing math. We, we doing math? Are you math man? I'm not math man. No, you're math man. No. <laughs> man math. You're man, man math. Man math. Yeah. I am math who turned into a human. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could we like just ask you any question? Like any like arithmetic question? I mean, you can ask me any question. <laughs> well, I know the answer to it. Not necessarily. But because of math man, I... Uh, math man sorry, sounds a lot man like... Man math. Man math. That's like man thing. Not thing man. Man thing. Yeah. yeah. Is there a thing man? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, ask me any question. I'll, I'll answer it. Nine times six. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Processing. Fifty-four, baby. Hey. Yeah. You know what that is? A five and a four put together equals fifty-four. Well, technically it equals nine, but you know. What? Wow. Well, I don't. Yeah. Un- you can't understand him. Okay. He has powers that we can't comprehend. Yeah, that's dude. True. That's called arithmetic. So okay. there's there's man thing, and then there's thing. Yeah. But I don't think there is a thing, man. Well, now there's math, man. Man math. Man math. Yeah. You can't even get your own name right. <laughs> well, you know what? It's like when they put my name in like a, a, ro- a Rolodex, it's math man. Because uh-huh. his last name first. Right. Okay. In the very specific circumstance of a Rolodex, <laughs> you're correct. <laughs> However, still used in 2019. Right. Yeah. So, but like I do everything like that sometimes. So I forget who I'm talking to. <sighs> and Matt's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you up to? Uh, How are you doing? I'm hey, I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. No problem. And joining us all the way from Conquest. What's your what's your other shows too? Uh, same old hope and uh, double, double date. date, double date, double yeah. date. I've Not been on some views. top fives too. That's right, you've been on some yeah. top fives. Wait, really? Which ones? I was on '90s crushes. Yeah. And uh, fantasy worlds or fictional worlds. Oh, I remember that one. Uh, yeah. Ice cream flavors <laughs> and sidekicks. Uh, sidekicks. I knew there was a yeah. comic one you were on. Yeah. Uh, wow. And how are you, Cat? I'm doing swell. On a scale Great. of one to ten. I'm I'm a fifteen, baby. Wow. Yeah. Not an option. I like that. She goes over the line. Yeah. So yeah. what what little... percentage over did she go? <laughs> Sorry? What percentage over did she go, man math? She went like it's all subjective, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> Very objective. Do you know how to find out percentages on your phone? It's like 1.5 over. 
One point five over. Yeah, I I decided to go decimals instead of percentages. <laughs> That's like one hundred and fifty percent over. Uh huh. Something like that, you know. You know, on my on my world, it's different. Yeah, human uh, math is substantially different. What than, world are you from? Uh, math world. Uh, it's called arithmeticia. Say that again. Arithmeticia. Okay. It's underwater. The planet is underwater. It's a small planet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, who said I was large? Who said I was small? <laughs> huh? <laughs> What's the diameter of you? What's my diameter? Yeah. What's the diameter of you? <laughs> you know what? My diameter is three. Three what? Three whatever you want to go by. That's you have they... three bananas? It's all for scale, right? Do they use different forms of measurement on arithmeticia? Yeah. So if you were going to, how far away is, uh, like, a, what's a mile equal to in arithmeticia? What's a mile in arithmeticia? That is 12 kilowatts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So they just exchange energy measurements for distance. Yes. So, like, that light bulb is giving out 15 miles. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a lot of fucking mileage. It's out of that a lot bulb. of mileage out of the, yeah. So all right, enough. Who knew, right? <laughs> God, I can't wait to we man got, math here for the arithmeticians. Have you baby. Ever done, I, I do have one last question for yes, for, yes, for yes. man math. What uh, have you ever been a part of like any team ups? Have I? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I was with Math Blaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me and him had a travel through space one time. They even made a fucking video game after us. After him or us? Well, okay. Because I After remember him, you being in it. You know what? I was I had an uncredited role Al, in the video game. Yeah. I was on only sec- the second level. Mm. But we worked together to get, you know, kids got to know. You Earth kids. You're okay. welcome. All right. Thank you, man math. And I also teamed up with uh, Primate uh, Detective Guy. Chimp. Detective, detective Chimp? Detective Chimp? Primate Detective. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's uh, a different character. A different guy. Primate Detective. What's his name? And he only deals in prime numbers, right? That's how you oh. connect in. You know, like three. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Give me two more prime numbers. Uh, thirty-six. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Some might even say that has a root number. Do you do you know what a prime number is? Of course he does. It's math, man. Yeah. I mean, man, math. <laughs> how anything... dare you? I think prime numbers might be different on his world. Correct. Though, yeah. What, I'm I'm just confusing him. I'm sorry. We well... call them Amazon Prime numbers. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Amazon Prime number? Uh, one, two, four. Whoa. Ooh. Niner and hyphen. <laughs> hyphen? At the end, too. Did he say yeah. niner? Yes. <laughs> it is on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> All right. So anyway, What are we doing? <laughs> uh, this week, uh, so, so Kat, you have the reins this week, so why don't you- uh, I do. Who are we talking about here? So this week, we are talking about Jesse Custer. Hell yeah. Also known as Preacher. Fuck yeah. I Shut do not face. know a lot, so I'm very excited to learn. Better, Matt, do you know Jesse Custer? Have you read any of this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Not just to, me over here. I'll be over here. show off or anything. Hanging out with uh, Darkhawk. <laughs> I've read a couple of comics in my day. Oh, get, get over yourself. All, all right, right Arseface. <laughs> Man math. Man math. Man math. Uh, the, uh, the real life Arseface that you use as your picture is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. I wish that's how he looked uh, in the show. I do as well. But that's a neither here nor there. Yeah. 
Uh, so Jesse Custer, uh, which we can talk about in a little while. It's also a um, the word is escaping me. But if you change the letters around, it's Secret Jesus. An oh, an anagram. Anagram. Yes. Thank nice. you. you know Secret what? Jesus. That's crazy. I did not know that. Really? I did not know. I that. did not know that either. So I'm here to drop some knowledge. Wow. Mm. Damn. I dropped some knowledge earlier. Some <laughs> math knowledge. This yeah. is we're on topic of the show now, though. <laughs> Comic knowledge. I was just yeah. saying I did it. I'm not going to give you more, but I want I want to hear her knowledge. So uh, Jesse Custer was created by Garth Ennis and drawn by Steve Dillon. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Oh, he this, died. Yeah, yeah. This it, this artwork is like some of my favorite. It like really made me fall in love with comics, hands down. Um, and Glenn Fabry actually did some really cool. Um, like oil painting variant covers yep. for a lot of the preacher run, which are really awesome too. Um, variant covers? Uh, no, he didn't do most of the. Covers? Oh yeah, no, you're right. I think he did most of the covers. Oh, okay. Yeah, his covers like it's on a, another level yeah. as well. They're, they're so amazing. detailed, they're perfect. I have a bunch of uh, preacher comics framed hanging up because the artwork's just too good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I'm just looking at pictures. Um, so he. His first appearance was in Preacher Number no. One, which came out in April 1995. Uh, it's a Vertigo run, which, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, um, I'm more of an indie reader, mm-hmm. um, so I have read and loved a lot on uh, the Vertigo house. Um, Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So <laughs> wait, okay, I don't want to get too yeah. into the weeds, but yeah. how did how did you find this? Like, this isn't you know. The, you normal every day, you find it at the grocery store when you're growing up and you're like, oh, superheroes. Like this is, you were looking for this. I was looking for this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I used to work at Barnes and Noble, which is a brick and mortar bookstore, which <laughs> very few of them exist anymore. Um, and we used to have to do this thing called zoning, mm. where you go into each of the sections and you have to pull out a book, scan the ISPN with this little reader, and then it will tell you if the store is keeping it in stock or if you have to send it back to the publisher because we're not making money on it. Um, so one of my early jobs was zoning. And I used to zone the comic and manga section a lot. So I would take forever to do it because I would just pull things out and be like, I want to read this. I want to <laughs> read this. And sometimes I would just sit there and flip through them. Um so we had all the volumes went back when it was nine volumes and not six. Mm. Um, so I pulled the first one out and I was like, this looks interesting. And I judged it by its cover and I'm really <laughs> glad I did. Absolutely. Yeah. That's safe to do with comics. Yeah. Very safe like to a do. a thing. Yeah. Because a, a lot of it, there are some stories where like the artwork pulls you in um, and or you're like, this artwork sucks. I can't read this. <laughs> Um, but that artwork will pull me out of a book real fast. Yeah. But there have been some comics, too, where I'll like the artwork, I think, is beautiful. And I start reading it and I'm like, this is garbage. So can go either way. But this one, uh, I lucked out. Um, so Jesse Custer is a good old Texan preacher. Um, he is very disillusioned with his religion. He is not really the best of men. Um, He's kind of a shitbag. Yeah. Uh, And he gets drunk one night and tells off his entire congregation, tells them all what pieces of shit they are, divulges all their secrets, basically, to the entire town of Anvil, Texas, which is where he preaches. Um, And 
a an entity which is named Genesis, which is the child of an angel and a demon, has escaped from heaven and it latches onto him and, and fuses to Jesse. Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Yeah, we needed that really it took it to the next level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want people to understand. Yeah. Sega um, Genesis. And it gives him the power of the word of God. So he can control anybody and make them do anything he wants when he uses it. So this is Genesis that can do this? Genesis has given him this power. Genesis has given him the power, okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it's really cool too. So Garth Ennis is an an atheist, um, but he uses a lot of like biblical parallels. So whenever Jesse uses the word, which is what he calls it, um, his eyes turn red and the text turns red, which is kind of like the red letter Bibles. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen those, but there are editions of the Bibles yes. where everything Jesus says is in a red text. Huh. Um, I did not know about those. I, I have seen that, but I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. So, I didn't um, realize it was Jesus' thought bubbles. Yeah. Basically, Jesus' <laughs> thought bubbles. It's like Ron uh, Howard in uh, Arrested Development. It's just yeah. a narrator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, whenever he uses the word, that's kind of like the visual standout so that you know, like, that's how you're supposed to hear it. That's how you're supposed to read it. Um, and he makes some people do some really fucked up things to themselves um but also uses it to like save him and his friends from danger and get out of situation so it's kind of a a gray area where you really shouldn't be fucking with people's free will but at the same time if you have that power why wouldn't you use it right so he tells somebody to fuck themselves yeah yep so (laughs) this is very purple manny to me to a degree. To a degree, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I haven't read Preacher. I have I have the whole run, I believe. Um, but I don't I haven't read it. You gotta read it. I it's... know, I, I heard it's really good. <laughs> yeah. You really do. Yeah, and I, th- it's, I think it's the... I think it's right up your alley because there is there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of like crazy imagery that's just like super out there. The artwork is amazing. Uh and it just kind of dives into these territories and be like, fuck, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it gets pretty bonkers sometimes. And, the, you know, the big difference probably from the Purple Man is the Purple Man, they play it up as, you know, that's what makes him a villain and he's he's the antagonist of the story. Whereas this is like, what if this was the guy that you were following around and he was the one you want, you cared about? Right. Yeah. Okay. And there are like some arcs of like him trying to redeem himself and humanize himself more and kind of turn around. Um so isn't, real sorry isn't yeah. real quick the like kind of the catalyst as well is that he's bullshit uh because god has left heaven yes okay. yeah so once genesis escapes genesis is more powerful than anything in heaven or hell um because it's a combination of the two okay so when it escapes god's like fuck i'm gonna leave and ditches heaven and goes to hide somewhere on earth um, so Jesse takes it upon himself to track down God. Um, okay, so that's his mission. That's his mission. Okay. But it's to kick his ass. Yeah. That's it. Just to yeah, kick, just his, to kick ass his ass. <laughs> because why did you leave heaven? Yeah. Essentially. Um, and Jesse is joined by Tulip O'Hare, who is his love interest. Uh, she's an assassin. Um, and Cassidy, who's a vampire. Um. <laughs> And that causes some, like, friction because Jesse, while still, like, 
struggling with his religion is like you're a fucking vampire you like suck people's blood you're a monster you have no soul like you're a terrible creature so that it causes some some friction there mm-hmm. um and Je- uh cassidy also has done some really awful things um in his life as a vampire um as a vampire is want to do yeah so yeah. a question i have is uh-huh. the um is the fact that there's vampires around like discovered or is it just like this is a world that already exists uh it's kind of an underground thing like you run into other factions of vampires throughout the story um there's one faction that's like the the children of blood um yeah i forget kind of like how vampires are in the real world then right the yeah. listen i got roasted last week because i picked dark hawk <laughs> and it was like oh edge man and it was like oh <laughs> and we're just gonna like let children of blood just uh well, skirt by. Yeah, they're vampires it's, dude. it's, uh, it's in french so it's les enfants du sang so it sounds wow she just fucking owned you <laughs> dude fucking edge man rides a dirt bike <laughs> fuck you what are you gonna hide behind your house? This dude puts holes in drywall. <laughs> what? That's what Edgeman does. He's a Kyle. He's a Kyle. Yeah, he's a Kyle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go on with uh, your fancy new metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's fancy new metal. It is. It's it's literal literature new metal. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's the comic is his crazy road trip trying to find God with Tulip and Cassidy and kind of all of the crazy people and towns and situations that they hit up along the way. Um, and he's being hunted by a couple different factions. Yeah. I call it. Uh, there's the saint of killers. Who's badass is this giant, uh, cowboy who is the patron saint of serial killers and assassins. Um, God, this book does sound cool. <laughs> that, that's the guy in the lower right, Matt on the screen that you have right now. Yeah. That guy. Is he uh, tracking down Jesse? No, I got yeah. it. Yeah, it's, I haven't read this book in like ten years, so I there's things that are kind of coming and going for me. So he was created uh, by Satan um, for taking an innocent life, uh, and he gives him these like really powerful pistols. Yeah. Um, and the Saint of Killers kills Satan, so hell's kind of a lawless land. Okay. Um, and he feels jesse use the word so he decides to hunt him down to take him out because he's he doesn't stand for like divine power um he got his own book too didn't he yeah he had a mini i don't think I, I don't think i read any of that i think it's like five or six issues it's pretty good um so he's hunting him down and then there's also the grail which is a catholic organization that is set to protect the progeny of jesus christ um who <laughs> this there are some edge new metal elements to this story Don't so worry about it. there always is froze is, i blame all this on fro i have no problem with it fro's the one that's always like oh it's new metal i mean yeah just because night before christmas is new metal and you want to <laughs> whatever i don't have a problem with it so the offspring is, <laughs> the offspring the offspring the offspring is in this they're major characters Dexter Holland is yep. there noodles <laughs> oh yeah that's what the guitar is doing noodles noodles yeah offspring pretty new metal yeah what anyway. you go by noodles 
Uh, but the offspring of Jesus Christ is created through years of inbreeding. Oh my God! <laughs> um, so the the go back to the images, Matt. Yeah, the main one that we are introduced to um, is severely mentally challenged and is lovingly referred to as Humperdoo. 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 Um, because that's his like exclamation that he says a lot. <laughs> Humperdoo. Humperdoo. I swear to God, you had the image up earlier. You just scroll by it. Okay. Yeah, so Humperdoo. Uh, there you go. What is it? Line, so Satan won over. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, other way. Sorry. Way? Yeah. Oh. That's Humperdoo. <laughs> he's got like a unibrow and he's like drool. He looks like a like a real life uh, uh, Ernie from uh, Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> or Bert or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Bert. Oh, Bert. Ah, Ernie, <laughs> I don't wanna go in the uh, uh, pigeon. Remember that dance? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Talking about Bert and Ernie, dude. Yeah. Matt had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Humperdoo. Humperdoo. Uh, yeah. Go on. Uh, so they're trying to protect him, and there's um, Air Star, who is one of the awesome. coolest villains. Oh, he's so yeah. good. Uh, you scroll up. A couple. I don't. So I don't need. I mean, I'll just find it. Oh, <laughs> you, you went by him. There's like a really good Glenn favorite cover. One oh, more down, down. Just one more down. Boom. Yeah, right there. This one. That guy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So he um, is like a general in the Grail. He's got. He's bald. He's got um, five like scars slashed across his eye. Um, he's just like a sadist. Um, for lack of a better word. But he's the one looking or protecting Jesus? The Yeah, so he's protecting the, the progeny. Um, he's like a high-ranking general in um, the Grail. And they're after Jesse because they want to use him to like bring on the Armageddon. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's their whole thing is they're trying yeah. to bring Armageddon to the world. Gotcha. Like a lot of religious zealots do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like one does. Yeah, so there's a lot of um, a lot of people after him. Fuck, maybe I'll start this tonight. <laughs> Dude, you really should. I do have it all. I got to put it on my Kindle, that's all. Yeah. I'm pretty um, sure I have it all. <laughs> so there, this is a really like rich world, and there's a ton of different side characters and different side stories, so I won't get in the weeds there. Um, but I think he's worth knowing about because um, it's just it's one of the most crazy original stories I've ever read. It's at times disturbing but it's really fun there are some romantic elements i think from like a philosophical and religious level there are some really interesting ideas that are brought about it's brutal it's brutal yeah the artwork is fantastic the writing is incredible um and i think he's just such an interesting character because he wants to be good but just so many circumstances in his life have not allowed him to be so you can see that kind of struggle of him it's very conflicted. Yeah, wanting to just turn a new leaf and and be good, but also like he knows that he's got to do what he's got to do to get by. Um, like he's robbed banks and killed people and all kinds. Of, so, um, it's an interesting gray character, and uh, I feel like even in the they've created a show, and I feel like the show doesn't fully do it justice so it's definitely worth yeah. we, reading well, we can skip the uh the major arcs team ups and villains because this is a self-contained 
world. It's, yeah, it's a self-contained world. Yeah, um, he's it, got his sidekicks, which is essentially his team up. Right. Uh, there's another character, Arseface, who we, who we mentioned. Uh, yep. That so <laughs> that is who yeah. my my profile picture is on the Make Fun Network. Yeah. Is Arseface, or that was a prototype? Yeah. For something ages ago that mm-hmm. was made of Arseface. Yeah. Uh, you want to explain Arseface a little bit? Hold on, that's not a photo of you. <laughs> so it's. I'm gonna pull it up because I was, I, I swear I had it right next to your face and I couldn't tell. It is it a prototype of my original face. Yeah, I mean the likeness is uncanny. The I went to the people who did Matt's teeth to fix my face, <laughs> so that's why I look like this. I don't think you could afford my people. <laughs> uh, well, that's why I kind of look like a little bargain basement version of mm. your teeth. <laughs> that's fine. So I was like, get me the top that you have. I can't afford that. What's the bottom you can have? <laughs> and do half of that. Half so, of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so our space. Uh, is um, this guy, this kid, that lives in the same town as Jesse. And he, um, yeah, he's really What's gross. Just like he's you? gross? Yeah. He looks gross. Yeah. Yeah. Show me, Matt. You've seen uh, you've seen <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. before. Okay. So because this takes place in 1995, uh, it's like right on the, the cusp of the grunge era and Arseface, um, his character, it loves um, Nirvana. Nirvana and Kurt Cobain, so decides to kill himself and fails. Okay. So the the effects of shooting himself in the face create a a butthole mouth. Okay. And like sucks all his skin, so he looks like an asshole. Yeah, he drools. Literally. <laughs> yeah, so yeah they, you can't they, understand him. They call him Arseface. He can't understand him. Everything is just like, I just want to talk, talk a little bit. They write it kind of that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, he ends up becoming like a huge rock star at one point, like a novelty <laughs> act. Um, but they kind of team up a little bit for an arc. Um, but because it's a self-contained world, um, there's not like any special kind of arc. It's just reading the story as a whole. It's 66 issues is the main story. So it went for a few years, like five years, but, yeah. um, no, yeah, 95 to 2000. Um, but uh, they're fast, fast reads. Oh, are they? Yeah. Huh. So I could probably blow through this pretty quickly? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'm still very, very far behind on Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a little break from Marvel. Get into this. This is definitely the book when I worked at the uh, at Newberry Comics or the Weed Sock store. That <laughs> this is the book that I would like, if you want to step away from superheroes, read this. Mm-hmm. If you want to read the most batshit insane story... Uh, with crazy characters and very over the top, uh, this is the book for you. Uh, the artwork is amazing, as you said. Like Steve Dillon just crushed it. He did a run with Punisher uh, for a little bit. I just think his artwork is just like so yeah. good. He does a good job at uh, like capturing uh, everything. Uh, and Glenn Fabry's uh, covers are just like again on a totally different level than everybody else mm-hmm. um, so, so i have a, a a question a little bit um yep. a little bit more pertaining to this show so i mean i'm very much sold on on preacher as a world uh but what what is it about jesse custer like just jesse himself that mm-hmm. like draws you that that makes you think that like uh that you know pulls you into to that story i mean he's obviously the the he's the main character of this 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 book and everything like that. Titular yeah. preacher. But uh, what about Jesse Custer uh, himself? Um, I think it, it, there's an interesting uh, 
development of his character because he's this gruff Texan that was like raised as like a cowboy by a war vet and but his mom is really compassionate so mm. you have that like tough exterior of him being really like masculine and manly and lives by like the John Wayne era of cowboy doesn't John um, Wayne uh talk to him yeah that's yeah. like his imaginary friend is John Wayne when he's younger all right um but uh internally like he's really struggles and um like i related to him in that way because like i grew up catholic and like a catholic upbringing and i really like struggled with my faith and had a lot of questions and was like angry at god and things for well not to like get super personal but like so that gave me a good connection to the character plus you're like also like a rough and tough cowboy exactly yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so I think just everybody loves those stories of redemption and um, character development and coming to terms with like who you are and leaving what you were behind. And um, so I think just in terms of what the character represents and brings to the table and kind of the development that Garth Ennis creates for this protagonist, you're like, he's kind of a shithead, but you can relate to him and you care about him and, and seeing his literal and figurative journey um i think is really cool good answer good answer <laughs> good answer good answer <laughs> welcome to my ted talk yeah. Thank you. Uh, i was thinking his family feud but. <laughs> so so now so now let's get into uh adaptations and other media so there's a show yep there's a show uh, i kind of went through development hell for a really long time um so garth ennis originally went to kevin smith and pitched this as a movie yeah um <sighs> that- no way could that work. Yeah, no way. Absolutely not. Um, you don't think his blunt man and chronic shows that he can handle a superhero in a series? No, not so much that. Just how big this is yeah. to do. That'd be like trying to do Game of Thrones as a movie. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and they went to the Weinstein Company, which. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were like, we don't understand this character. We don't understand this story. Like, where's the ladies? <laughs> we don't want to do this. Right. Um, so then it kind of lingered for a while, and then HBO was going to do a show. I wish they did it. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they did it, too. Um, it started production. They cast James Marsden as Jesse Custer, which I do not agree with. No, sir. That Cyclops? Yeah. Yeah. And I like Dominic Cooper, who's currently Jesse Custer on the AMC show, but my personal dream casting for this is Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. He's Straight who I from Scream. Yeah, yeah. Who's he? I don't. I know the name. He is who I imagined like while I was reading it. Okay. Oh, okay. Because he's got kind of the same like floppy '90s hair and like the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he would have been my dream Jesse else? Custer cast. Looks a little bit more weathered as well than yeah Cooper. What else has he been in? Uh, he is. Um, Tony Stark's dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's oh Howard Stark. Howard God. Stark, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. No shit. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Um, I think Cassidy wait. is cast Cassidy's perfect. Is uh, Tony Stark's dad in what? Howard, he's Howard Stark. He's uh, in um, the first Captain America and um, That's Skeet Ulrich? No. No. It's Dominic, oh, Cooper. Dominic Cooper. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Dominic Cooper, the one who plays yeah. Preacher now. Yeah. 
Got it. Is Howard Stark. My bad. Um, so <laughs> I do, I do like him. He grew on me. He wasn't, I wasn't like crazy about the casting at first, but I like him. Uh, Cassidy is perfectly cast. Yeah, I forget um, what his name is. Um, he was in the show Misfits, which I told you you should also watch. Have you ever seen that? No, but that's been recommended to me too. You got to see that. Same deal. Like you like superheroes. This is a show uh, about uh, these kids who were in this like fucking um, uh, cus- uh, uh, fuck. Come on. Command <laughs> Community <maths>. service. Community <laughs> service and they get these powers and they're just all fuckheads. So it's cool to see all these people and he plays one of the characters who's able to split his body in two but he has all this like weird duality problems. Uh, one of them's like a pussy. One of them's more like kind of like normal uh, and they have issues with each other and whatnot. What um, um Joseph Gilgan. Yeah. So I, when the show first started, I was excited to watch it, and then Fro watched a few episodes ahead of me, and then said, "Don't fucking watch it." I yeah. fucking hated it. And uh, so, 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 where, where did the show, where is it now versus where it began? Because I, I, I heard a lot of people kind of criticizing it pretty negatively at the at the beginning. So the show's on season four; it's its final season. Season four, season yeah, four, which is bonkers to me. Wow, yeah, it's its final season. It's been on the bubble every season, so I'm wasn't surprised when they were like fourth and last oh. um but seth rogan and evan goldberg um worked with garth ennis to create the show and seth rogan and evan goldberg were like huge preacher fans so i appreciate that like a fan created the show yeah um because they tried to stay as loyal to it as they could um because a lot of it is definitely super mature. Not for TV. Not for TV. Yeah, that's why um, HBO should have did it. Yeah, I agree. Or even Amazon Prime. I know. what they did with the boys oh, was yeah. great. I think, I bet you now it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Seth Rogen's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he still got to, he did it and he did the boys. So yeah. Right. But it's just like, imagine this there. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's AMC, the first season kind of had almost like a Walking Dead vibe. Like it was really kind of slow. That fucking horse. Yeah. Um, Big time. Yeah. Mm. The first episode I thought was great. It like drew me in right away. I was like, all right, I'm pumped. I'm on board for this. And then, so in the first issue, um, Genesis comes, fuses with Jesse, and blows up the entire town. Everyone is dead. <laughs> Cassidy and Tulip roll up, they immediately start their road trip, and you're off. The first season of Preacher, they decided to world build um, and have him in Anvil the entire season and add all these new characters that like were not in the book, which I'm not opposed to, but they didn't add anything to the story. Right. It was super boring. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I was not excited about what they chose to do. And that's such like a, a risky move when you have like such a, a well-loved property like that to yeah. introduce new characters because all people are doing is trying to figure out who they are from the comic book. Right. And then you're let down when it's like nobody. nobody. Right. So that's the thing is people who are introduced to pre- uh, Preacher from the show like, I think it's pretty good. Right. While everybody who's, who's read the book are like, fuck this piece of shit. <laughs> this is dog shit. Why is this character here? Who is that? That is not Tulip, which we haven't even touched on yet. Yeah. Uh, which I fucking hated Tulip with a bitter passion on the show. And I still hear that she's still the worst character. Oh, see, I like TV Tulip. Yeah? I do. Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought Ruth Nega was awful. I, I like her a lot. So the Tulip in the book, while I like her, um, they kind of do that thing with women where he just like 
leaves her. Like, Jesse abandons her three times, just being like, and eh, I don't want to pull you into this. You're not strong enough for it. I'm going to leave. And, like, at one point, even, like, drugs her so that she doesn't follow him. Um, but the tulip in the show is, like, super tenacious and is like, fuck you. Like, if you're going to leave me, then I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, so I think they, like, built her up a little bit more and made her tougher in the show, which I appreciated because she's, like, one of the only, like, female characters in the story. The, uh, yeah. And she's an assassin, right? Yeah. She's an assassin in the book, too? Yep. Yeah, that doesn't... Is You know, going coming from my, my wrestling booking background, <laughs> right? If you're going to have somebody be an assassin and then not have them... Uh, doing doing assassin things. It really calls into question the their skill at being an assassin. Like, yeah. why have them do it at all? Yeah. Like, she does have some cool moments in the book. She, like, takes out um, Aerostar. Like, she has some badass moments, but yeah. I think the changes that they made to her for the show, I wasn't necessarily as, like, put off by as some people were. Like me. <laughs> She's, she just dialed up too much for me. Yeah, I could see that. Very, it's too over the top for my taste. Mm. I think she's just like the acting aspect of it. Yeah, she does she, chew the scenery a little bit. Yeah, big time, and it's just like, fuck off. Yeah, Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. That's me. Like you know, I don't know. Fro's I think acting critique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. I will say, Fro is very consistent. He does not like scenery chewing actors. No. Get the fuck out of here. Which with is your bullshit. which is crazy to me because he's a huge wrestling fan. It's literally all they do. Yeah, but I love yeah, Barry but Horowitz. There, there is a time and place for it, I think. So if you get like a crazy like heel, like someone, um, you know, like The Rock or um, <laughs> uh, who's the, there's a new guy that's like. We, we will know. Yeah. Please ask us. Uh, I'm just, he's like super 80s aesthetic and I'm just thinking of like neon pinks and he's got like. Zack Ryder? Maybe. Sounds like Does he have like blonde wrestler. hair? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, of. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Fro, I don't know. She gave so. literally nothing. She was like, "He, uh, he's blonde." Fro's like, Z- "I know exactly." <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Um. Uh, but, but yeah. So I the TV show. So the first season was really boring and really draggy, and then the second season they finally got on the road, and that's where they could pull in a lot of stuff from the comics. Like, there's some really crazy stuff that happens to them in new orleans that they pulled in in the second season um jesse's family is a looming force through most of the run um his grandmother is like the scariest looking woman i've ever seen she's like this like spindly little old lady in a wheelchair on the show and yeah on the show and in the comic she's like balding and um and then he's got two uncles who uh Killed his dad in front of him when he was a kid um, and just like hunt him down continuously through the run. So the third season, they bring in his family and he's on like the family farm um, or family plantation rather for Mm -hmm. like the whole season. And that's really interesting. Um, And then this season, the last season. So the big showdown happens. Um, there's two spots. There's Masada, which is the Grail's like main place in France. And then there's a showdown with God at the Alamo. Um, So... This season has been mostly at Masada with the Grail, and then they're working up to Jesse's showdown with God. So they're finally like, all right, it's the last season. We can do whatever we want. Like, they're finally able to pull in more bizarre stuff. And each season, I think they got more money. They got a little bit more freedom. So each season has been, like, a little gorier, a little wackier than the last one. So it's, like, finally at a sweet spot, I think. Did they ever go to the sex club thing? 
Uh, yeah, they did this they season do? with Jesus. Uh, yeah, Jesus Assad. Hmm. Yeah, much surprised by that. So, all right. So, it seems like the preacher story is done. Yeah. Where, where do you, where do you take Jesse now? So I would like to see him. I think it, he would have fun team ups with either. John Constantine, because mm. uh, oh, that'd be good. Yeah, Garthanus did a run at Hellblazer for a while too, so I think they could like really make a great story there, um, and just have them kind of have their tortured souls working together. Because <clears throat> they could technically, I you you'd have to answer this probably you better Matt or Cat. Uh, they could technically pull him into the DC universe, right? No, I believe that it's completely creator-owned that Vertigo just published it, so okay. kind of like an image. Well, because I know that mm-hmm. uh, Hellblazer was a Vertigo thing, right? Yep. It was a Vertigo, but it's not creator-owned Vertigo. It's just an adult DC book, so they put yeah. it in a Vertigo. Okay. So Vertigo has those two things. Like, they'll do a creator-owned book so that, you know, like The Boys, essentially, was published by DC's Wildstorm as a creator-owned book and then got pulled off into its uh, to a different publishing company. So while it was published by DC, it's not they, they don't own it. Okay. I see. But I feel like he's done so much with DC, um, but also a lot with Marvel, too. But I feel like he'd be... Who, Ennis? Yeah, willing, because he did some Dread and Punisher stuff. What's wrong with, like... I don't know. I don't. I, I, I guess if I'm, like, in Garth Ennis's shoes, like, your book Preacher is done. It exists. It, it's, to me, it's like... That, like, like starts to dip its toe in the territory of... um. Oh, you're gonna ruin the character of blah blah blah, and it's like no, th- but this story is completed. Yeah, it's not gonna change this at all. So like having you know Jesse Custer team up with Constantine for a run is like maybe it'll be great and maybe it'll be shitty. Either way, Preacher will still exist as it is. You right. Know? So yeah. it's like I don't know why they. I don't know. Maybe I, the I would concern like is like right now you know that everything that is related to Jesse Custer and Preacher in comic book form is great, and then. We'll just leave it at that. It'll always be great. I mean, they've already done the show, so. <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point. It's like, whatever. Like, just fucking throw him into Watchmen. Who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah. I also would kind of like to see him team up with Hellboy. I think that would be fun and maybe take on, like, the Saint of Killers or something because he still exists. Like, yeah. It'd be yeah, those are, interesting. I, as someone who is such a fan of, like, religious fiction, I don't know why I didn't, I never, I haven't read this yet. I love that stuff. I love it. I love it. Matt, I love it. Do it. I will. I'll, I'll put it, I'll throw it on my Kindle tonight. It's very good. Do it, man. I'm I'm very intrigued to hear what you say. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm like, "Ah, you know what? It fucking sucked. I'm like, okay, well, you're a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking preacher, more like uh, a a leecher, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking sucks. That's why he's a leech. Nailed it. Um, Crow really cares about what you think, Matt. It's true. That's true. A lot of people do. More people than I. I don't care. (laughs) One of my good friends. Fuck you. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, cool. He's such an edgelord. Cat creature. Me. Thanks. I feel like I talked a lot. Sorry, guys. No, that's kind of exactly <laughs> your what your role was. Turns today. out it's a podcast and it's all about talking. You got yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You're nailing it. Uh, and I haven't read it in ten years, so you definitely have it more fresh and uh, enjoy it substantially more than me. I mean, you did a cosplay as him. You're like, who am I? I? I'm like, I did. Oh, yeah, that that sucked. So I, I mean, so I went to. I was him for Halloween a few years ago. Um. And the show hadn't come out yet. Um, and I had a costume. And at one point in the series, he um, loses an eye. So he's got an eye patch. Um, and then he's got his a lighter that says, fuck communism. So I got one of those made. And I was, like, so excited about my costume. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, he's an anti-communist. 
I made I a uh, I made a preacher's collar out of construction paper, which did not hold up and it ripped. <laughs> so a lot of people thought I was Snake Pliskin for some reason, <laughs> even though That's I funny. had like the I ha- was wearing like a black blazer, black pants. I had on like a black button up shirt that had the little like cowboy like metal things on the collars. Like it did not look like Snake Pliskin at all. But because I had an eye patch, people were like, "Oh, Snake!" It looks awesome. <laughs> so I was like, "Where where is Flo?" I was waiting for Flo to get to this party. I was like, he'll know who I am. So I was like, Fro, who am I? <laughs> like, he was like, uh. <laughs> and I was, know, I I was like, imagine me with a collar. And he was like, uh. Oh, you know what? Bro. So you fucking suck. Hey, you know what happens? You know what happens when I get put on the spot? <laughs> Everything crumbles. That's true. Uh, I watched him lose a wrestling trivia contest in front of a crowd of which people. Which I should have nailed. Oh my god. And I was I had time to think about the answer. First eliminated. There were children in the contest. Is yep. that the worst moment of your life? It, it was pretty shitty because he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I was, <laughs> screaming at me. I was so embarrassed to know who you were. No, but you know what? It's, so the thing with that, I was like, I, I don't think I even grasped the concept of like a, a, a gender bend uh, mm-hmm. thing. So I was like, a girl with a patch. Who the fuck could this be? <laughs> yeah, people also thought I was from Kill Bill too. That was another yeah. one. Yeah, but I was just like I. Uh, and I, then you told me I was like I feel like such a fucking asshole because I I love this book and it was definitely closer to when I had read it, so it was more recent to me too, uh, where I should have known it and I uh, I failed you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Hootie. Yeah. <laughs> Throw Ophelia quite a bit, so yep, get that used is, to it. Hey, get used to it. That is my deal. <laughs> That's okay, Matt. Thanks for being here. Oh, hey, thank you. Fro, mm-hmm. thanks for being here. Four plus four, baby. Nine. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Man math. Cat, uh, thank you. Uh, for yeah, thank where, you. where can we find you? Uh, so you can find my podcast, Conquest, and several other podcasts I am on at uh, wasted-minds.com slash podcast. Cool. And you can also find out more about this show and Cycle Comic Con and all the other shows that Make Fun Network has to offer at makefunnetwork.com and find us on Facebook at makefun.network or just look up the Make Fun Network group, become a fun butt, and then if you like this show, you can become a super butt. That's how super it does. Butts. Essentially, give you the a tears. We should get capes. That should be the first thing of merch for oh, That's a yeah. fucking cool idea. Is it, though? No one. Nobody will ever do anything with the cape that they get. They'll, they'll I would it. hang it up, yeah, probably. Hang, yeah. God, bro, yeah. you're so fucking negative. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that it was a negative five idea. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Numbers. I, thanks, Mammoth. Thanks. <laughs> uh, what you're very welcome, what, what, citizen. What percentage below zero is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> Percentage uh, below zero. I don't know. 5%. <laughs> percentage of what? Eat shit. Bye. <laughs>